Give thanks to the Lord of Lords who brought Israel through the midst of the Red Sea, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the midst of it. Psalm 136, verses 3 and 14 through 15. I mean, I, I seem to be concentrating on pictures today, but again, I can't help myself because Chuck, you and I uh, were here. We were at the, I think it's called the Herodium, uh, and we're very near Bethlehem. But one of the most extraordinary things here, and this was a, uh, a zoom camera, so it, it, it distorts the distance uh, between where Bethlehem is near Bethlehem and the Dead Sea because that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at a, a, a kind of a, a settlement and then this vast desert uh, with hills of all kinds. And then way in the distance, you see the, the Dead Sea, which is an extraordinary body of water, which uh, it lives up to its name. Uh, nothing can live in it. But what really startled, what, not startled, but what really impressed me was actually how compacted Israel is and all of these stories we're hearing and 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 seeing and and here you are not far from Bethlehem looking out at the Dead Sea and saying wow this is this is all here right before our eyes yeah this picture capturing the wilderness like that really fits with the theme of God helping us overcome uh, our enemies uh, the Old Testament is rather graphic, and the establishing of a nation leads to uh, physical wars. Uh, but the principles learned there apply very well to us with our new ethic in the kingdom way, that we're to love our enemies. But there is a war that's going on spiritually with the enemy of our soul. And there's a lot of wilderness that we experience in the process of uh, following the pilgrimage that God has us on to the new places that he's taking us. And uh, we need to have endurance and to follow in his plan and trust him when it feels like uh, giants in large cities are against us. Uh, his love endures forever. Yeah. One other uh, thing that uh, uh, much of Israel is a desert, but not all of it. And when God talks about and speaks about the land of milk and honey, why don't you explain the difference between the land of milk and the land of honey? Yeah, we tend to hear that and think that the two together are an expression of the bounty of the land, but really it's showing the contrast uh, for the people, the land of honey was uh, Galilee. It was more predictable. Uh, the references to honey that comes from dates and um, you plant there. It's kind of a, I think if I remember Brian Woodbin's way of saying it was you have a honey mentality. Everything is sweet. Where desert living, you're living off of the milk of your animals and it's rugged. And so um, there's a real distinction. Uh, this long wilderness that we see is the land of uh, milk. And as you go for, uh, forward to the north, it becomes the land of honey and, and much more fruitfulness. And so there is a distinction that is made there. That's right, very helpful. Thank you.